The current spoiler warning level is Azure. Friends and folks, for this episode, you're looking at a spoiler warning level of Azure. We're talking about a mobile suit from New Mobile Report, Gundam Wing, Endless Waltz, and it, tragically, doesn't have any variants. So if you're a GGP listener, you should be good to go. Please enjoy the episode. Hello, friends and folks, and welcome back to Mechanista NG. I'm about halfway through my HG Nightingale. I'm Six Stepmar from Scanline Media. I'm Dylan. Oh, you ended up getting one. Yep. And then my phone rang with a spam call. Eat shit. <laughs> uh, Sorry, that's amateur of me. I should have had it on on silent, but normally I do. In fact, it's quite. In fact, I don't know why I had it. Like. Like, literally 95% of the time, my phone exists on vibrate, so I don't know what the sound was on. I was probably playing Mahjong and wanted to hear the sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you know what? That's fair. You know, it's just how you are sometimes. So sometimes you just gotta, you gotta, you gotta jong. It's, it's like, it's like I want to rock, but I want to jong. Um, so... Let's let's roll some dice. Let's let's cover some mecha, shall we? Yeah, let's do what we do. Oh god damn it! I counted all the dice. I was swear I had my D8 here. Where's my fucking D8? God damn it! Well, whatever. I'll just roll a D10, and if it's annoying, it's annoying. Whatever. Where's the D? I don't I don't fucking know. I don't fucking know. <laughs> just roll a die. I don't fucking care. Okay, one. Uh, uh, I was worried I'd be the disheveled one today. Three. Wait, why did I roll? I should have rolled a d6. We don't even have eight. God damn it. <laughs> ah! All right. We're rolling right. again. Oh, d6. Okay. Three. That is doable. That is after colony. So then we bust out a d10 for after colony. Oh, fuck. What do we even have left after colony? And I know we're not nearly done, but... Yeah. Eh, there aren't that many in after colony. In fact, what we have is a, uh, a friend... Well, I mean, okay. All right, what's the MMS zero one? MMS, what the fuck is that? Wait, is that the MMS? It's not the. We already did the Magwanac. I'll, I'll I'll tell you the MS part. Like the the second M and the S stands for mobile suit, right? Yes. The first M. If you figure out what it stands for, it makes a lot of sense. Is this the serpent? This is the Marimea Mobile okay. Suit Zero One. That's what that is. Okay. Uh huh. Um. Okay, that makes sense. Oh right, we haven't talked about the serpent yet. Cool. No. All right, this is a fun one. Um. So the serpent is a mobile suit from uh, specifically Endless Waltz, Gundam Wing Endless Waltz. Um, Duh, and since we have to do this fucking shit every time, the OVA movie, not the fucking manga that... Uh, 
I mean, we don't have to do it every time. We do. I figure most people know what we're saying. Well, then you're a coward. I, I just figure, look. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I don't know. The, the Serpent is, uh, yeah, the mass production mobile suit for the OVA Endless Waltz. Um, and, yeah, uh, it is... <laughs> It is a cool suit. Um, it is a mass production suit in wing that actually kind of isn't shit. We still see them get wrecked, but they sure. do decently well. Um, so, uh, just starting with the description of this machine. Uh, for this machine, basically what this is, by the way, is what if you took a Leo and made it incredibly souped up? <laughs> like... That's what it always feels like to me is like, what if you made like, wh what if you just like made the Leo incredibly powerful? Um, the head is, you've got a mono screen head, you know, like the Leo head, uh, you've got, you know, the square eye, um, the head shape is kind of weird, honestly, uh, the, <clears throat> where do you even start? I guess you've got a tall, the top of the head is quite tall, like, it doesn't end in a point, it has a, f like, a flat top on it, but it is, like, kind of triangular, um, it does have, like, a sort of, uh, brim over the eye as well, like, separate part of the head, uh, that is a darker color than the rest, um, it does have, like, a chin guard also below the, um, below the, uh, screen eye, uh, and then the two sides of the head, you've got, like, this is same similar to the Leo. You've got like these two big, uh, round like cheek parts, which always in my head read kind of like as radomes, I guess, or sensors of some sort, you know. But yeah, uh, for the chest, you've got it, kind of a weird one. Um, so it it is kind of your standard three three section Gundam chest. Um, you've got like the middle section where the cockpit is and then you've got like a left and a right section. And then you've got like a torso, like a, uh, section that connects into the waist, like a lower torso part, the left and right sections of the chest are beefy and have, instead of like your normal Gundam vents, they just have three like vents cut into them. Mm -hmm. And then on the lower part, they've got these little hatches. I can't remember if these are, these aren't missile launchers, right? Let me double check. No, okay. That's just... I don't think uh, so. I don't think those are even vents on the chest either. I think those are just divots in the armor. They don't look like they go they go deep enough. Yeah, that's fair. They're not. Yeah, they're weird looking. Uh, they they are where you expect the vents to be on a mobile suit, but yeah, they're not like super deep or anything. Um, for the arms, you have some gigantic shoulders, which do house missile launchers. Um. You've got, uh, so for the shoulders themselves, you've got, like, these very tall, I, I guess to start from the section that connects into the arm, you've got, like, a little tiny part that connects into the arm, and then the actual shoulder armor, you've got this, like, tan piece on the front and back of that that is, like, small, connected to a really, really large, tall piece. Um, it, it's got vents on it. That one, it does have, like, red vents on it. You've got, like, these little side wings, almost, is how I would describe them. Like, this mm -hmm. just jutting out. Um, 
you've got a decent amount of uh, part on the shoulder going down and covering the bicep. And if you notice at the top, you've got like this big, like, you've got these, um, this sort of like, uh, how to describe it? Like a, another section of armor, like that is on the top, like brim of this. Uh, and what happens is this, this splits at where, you know, where it looks like it splits, obviously, if you're looking at the mobile suit and that's where it has an eight tube missile launcher. Yeah, it kind of slides inward, like mm-hmm. a, like you're opening a filing cabinet. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty cool. You've got a simple upper arm. It's just a round bicep piece. You've got, for the rest of the arm, though, you've actually got a very beefy arm where the joint is completely armored. And you've got, like, a big elbow pad wrapped around the joint. Um... And then it's it's interesting because the upper arm is round and then the lower arm is just very square. Um, and it's it's the forearm is interesting also just because there's like a the cuff is huge. Um, mm-hmm. Instead of having like a small cuff or anything, like it's it lo- it almost looks like the arm is like two sections basically because you've got this big secondary cuff in a different color and then you've got the the even the hands are armored like if you look at the way that they're designed because. Um, they so you know you've got your usual Gundam hand part, but then the fingers they actually seem like on the first like little section of the fingers they have more armor because those are colored differently than the rest of the fingers because they're like the darker color, um, which is kind of neat. Um, for the the waist, uh, no real waist armor in the same way. You've got like this giant crotch piece with a thruster on the bottom again similar to the leo and the tall geese um doesn't really have skirts in a normal way um no i mean part of it is its its legs are so heavily armored that it doesn't really need like for example front skirts to protect them yeah so what you have is just these giant thick thighs like plugged into the waist that on either side have a big side skirt piece but like that's attached to the thigh not onto a skirt or anything and they're not like movable in the same way i guess the actually looking at the design of these these are also just like the tall geese like thruster skirts now that i look at them um same shape and everything um like uh here hold on open up the tall geese now on the tall geese these are side skirts but Here we go. If you look at the design, though, like, they they have the same sections. They have a similar kind of divot, only it's a little higher up on the Leo. I just thought that was interesting. That's just similar design for that, uh, like, weird piece. Though, instead again, instead of being a side skirt, it's now just slapped onto the leg armor. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot about this design. You know, we'll, we'll sort of... We'll, we're still going through the general, general uh, beats of it, but, like... There's a lot about this design that reveals that it, it, it as, like, someone connected to Operation Meteor helped design this, you know? Yeah. Um, the thigh itself also has some nice detail on the front. You've got, like, this square dipped-in armor piece uh, in the middle. Um, and then you've got, when you hit the knee, you've got a very not visible joint i'll say um with this large knee piece covering it and then you've actually got two sections of armor on 
either side of the lake covering the rest of the joint, which is kind of cool. Like, I like all the little mm-hmm. sections going on. Um, then for the lower leg, you've got... I, I like the shape of these a lot. Uh, the lower leg on the calves, um, it kind of, like, has a really... It juts out forward pretty far. Like, the knee and the the lower leg actually, like, jut out the same amount. <laughs> um, there's, like, a little bit of a gap there between them, but... Um, just a cool leg design and then the back of the leg it, it looks like it's wearing a lot of armor like the way specifically they are designing like this leg is it looks like there's a leg that's possibly below those two pieces of armor like on the front and the back mm-hmm. it's it's really again this thing is beefy and it looks the panel lining on this is done in such a way with like all these sections that it looks like it's wearing a lot of armor uh, which it, it it is um for the feet the feet also same thing they connect into the foot pretty cleanly with like no visible joint and you've got a like front middle uh kind of ankle piece with armor going around to the back of the foot um mm-hmm. I, well doesn't really go around to the back it's more like you have these like side of the foot armor uh that like meets where the heels are and then the foot is like a three section foot um where you can see like it would bend three places but um and then like it's it's very flat actually part of the like the actual foot itself um just because if you look at like where the toe is on it um just very flat feet but that's fine Mm -hmm. and finally an incredibly cool backpack like one of my favorite backpacks that I hate in Gundam Breaker always has the weapons attached to it because I would like mm. to just use it on its own without the two giant ass weapons attached to it. Uh, because you've got basically like a small connection piece in the middle and then just two large verniers that can move up and down uh, or two large thruster pods on either side. And they each have like two verniers in them. Um, and those are movable up and down gen- generally on like models and stuff. So mm-hmm. I, I just like this design. They have these, like, on the top you've got, like, one, like, part of the armor swept back, and the bottom you've got two, and just has a really cool look. Looks like, it looks like some future Gundam thruster pods actually thinking about it, uh, but, yeah, just really cool look on these. Though, I mean, we never see it um, doing a lot of, like, fast maneuverability, and I assume, honestly, that the reason these things are so serious is just to offset how fucking heavy this thing must be. Yeah. Yep. Um. So, so like, I don't know. It's 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 a lot of conjecture because we don't really get a chance to see it in in a lot of like high mobility combat. No. But I guess my assumption is that this is a thing that can do like little bursts of quick movement, but mostly is built for. I mean, it's clearly built for Leo pilots, right? It's like yeah. okay, you're used to the Leo. We're going to design a suit that excels at that style of standing still and shooting combat. Mhm. And it is using uh apparently a it is not using a Gundanium uh but it is using or is it Gundarium? God dang it. I always forget it. It's, it gu- it's Gundanium and wing. Okay, just making sure. Uh but it is using Neo Titanium that is half a, a, that is Wait, this wording half as light and twice as strong. When, it's just bad wording. It's it, it has half, half the weight. Yeah, it's just bad wording. They're just idiots. Uh, when I read half as light, I go, wait, does that mean it's twice as heavy? 
that's technically what that would mean. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's what they mean though. It's 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 no. half the weight and also twice the strength. So even though it's like really beefy, they can actually put a lot on here without it really mm-hmm. fucking up the suit. Um, and yeah, it's it's interesting because um, it's funny because they have a if you look at the developed from here, right? It mentions Leo and then it mentions the heavy arms, and that's mm-hmm. only because. The heavy arms Kai and this share the same Gatling gun is why they do that. And I guess because it also uses missiles, but it doesn't actually have like a direct, well. It does. Does it? Because, because this is made by Deccan Barton. And so he would have had a direct hand in the production of the heavy arms. Heavy arms, right. Because that would be, I mean, that's why Troa Barton is named Troa Barton. Mm Mm-hmm. Um. Yep. I always forget that Deccan is Deccan Barton. And it is manufactured by the Barton Foundation, which is so yeah, which is really funny to me, just because like the Barton Foundation is not mentioned in original Gundam Wing. You would think that if this is like a a colony organization, they would be like, huh, Troa Barton, eh? Uh, especially considering I think a lot about how that movie reveals ah. Uh, Troa Barton is actually, like, a homeless kid who just happened to be working on this thing at the time, and then they killed the real Troa Barton, and No Name took his name and carried on Operation Meteor. We should have had some scenes in in Endless Waltz of Troa Barton just, like, like completely blank, expressiveless face calling Deccan Barton and being like, Dad, stop this. <laughs> well, especially considering, like, we actually don't see any things with them even though troa starts working with them as a mole obviously but he starts working with the marimea army and i i I, from what i know i think that that they would just you know he signed up as troa barton which you would think deccan barton would be like huh my son what happened with that where did he go I mean, he, I, he I don't knows think his, he knows that his son is dead, actually. Uh, and he I'm knows sure. he knows that someone took his name and took over. I think he has made peace with this. I don't think we're at like a uh, fucking. It just feels like, we- I guess it just like feels like such a weird character connection to do, but have it go basically unmentioned in the film, I guess. It is, but we can't do the thing of like, it's not Fraubo still doesn't know Hayato's dead. All right. <laughs> okay. But also, I mean. Who knows? Uh, it is more that it is baffling to me that they made this an intentional choice, but also it's never really talked about. I don't even think Deckham ever goes like, ah, my son chosen <laughs> chosen for Operation Meteor, hijacked by that strange, like, by someone with no name or that's still his name or whatever. You know, like, he's just, I don't know. It's just like, a, it just feels like a really weird connection to me, I guess, for something that is, like, completely unremarked on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's fair. I do think it would have been really funny if he didn't know, though. If he just saw him and he was like, wow, you've lost some weight. <laughs> I think your hair looks stupid now. <laughs> Stop doing that. Did you start dying at brown? I don't know why that's the voice. Well, that is the voice I'm giving him because that is his dub voice, though. He's an old, he's he's an e- obviously evil old man, so he has, like, one of those voices. Mm-hmm. Um... Anyway, so, uh, oh, also, Nina mentioned this scene from the film because it is the funniest. The way that we discover that Troa is working with the Marimea army is mm-hmm. as the serpent is attacking them by standing completely still and firing its Gatling gun. Uh, I believe its duo goes, 
I know that fighting style. Even though it is standing still, firing its fucking Gatling gun. The Just... most generous possible reading is to say, well, they went into cover and he kept shooting and most people would stop shooting at that point. <laughs> Just an utterly baffling thing to say to me. Anyway, alright, so it's armaments. We've got... The A-tube missile launchers on the shoulders that I mentioned is mentions here on the wiki, which I don't know where this comes from because there's no citation. They possess enough power to destroy a mobile suit. Uh, I mean, here's the uh, citation is they use them to destroy, you know. I, I think they just, they destroy, like, uh, some fucking, like, Maganax and shit, right? No. no. No? I don't think so. Maganax don't show up in this film other than in that one little shot of, like, the past thing. Um, these only hmm, fight, right. these only fight the Gundams, a Taurus, and a Togis 3. Hmm. And, I mean, technically they start fucking up the Gundams, but that's... It, it, this suit is weird, because on one hand it's just, it is shown as a powerhouse in that it can keep up with the Gundams. On the other hand, they have 500 of them. That are fighting the Gundams and the Togis and 3 and the, the Magwanak all at once. So, question mark? Um, it does have a double Gatling gun, so just like the one used by the Heavy Arms Kai Endless Waltz version, um, it, it can be put onto, uh, a Star Trek on the backpack, um, was it even on the backpack? No, because the yeah. back, oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, it is on the back. Okay, does it just have a limited loadout? Because I know the backpack can only fit two weapons on it, it can, and generally, like, for instance, in Gundam Breaker, with my complaint, uh, it, it has the bazooka and the beam can in there. Um, the bazooka is fucking cool, by the way. I love the bazooka on this thing. It's like this weird sort of like... It, it has a very boxy barrel, and I just like guns that have boxy barrels. It's not quite square. It's almost hexagonal. Mm -hmm. um, it's just a really cool over-the-shoulder bazooka. And because it... it it's weird because it's designed to go over the shoulder on this fucking machine, which is huge. It has, like, a really weird, like, back half. Like, mm -hmm. it's got, like, the usual, like, oh, this is where you put it over your shoulder for a Gundam, and, like, it has the magazine in the far back. But it's just heftier than your usual one of these because of the design of the suit. Yeah, it's pretty gigantic. And then you've got this really cool beam cannon. Uh, I like this beam cannon design a lot, too, which also has a big square barrel, which I like. Um, lots of, like, holes in it for, I assume, like, heat dissipation. Um, yeah, it's, it's clearly, uh, like, it, if you look at it, it's clearly a combination, like, the back end is, like, the, um... Generator I from can't... the back of the V8 or something. That's no, I was gonna say that it looks more Talgis 3 to me. The, the gun barrel looks oh, V8, but it looks like that Talgis 3 rifle. Oh, yeah, I guess it does, yeah. Same round parts and stuff going on, interesting. Um, mm -hmm. and then, uh... Yeah, so it just has the, a built-in generator, though, that's on the back of the gun like that. Um, it's apparently quite powerful, but again, the film the film portrays these suits in an interesting way. Also, on the backpack in the center, uh, it can equip an optional parachute pack, because uh, we do see some drop-in, if I remember right, like as like, backup for mm -hmm. the... <laughs> they do fight like i think basically almost all of them and you also get the amazing part in the movie now okay so first the tall geese and um the uh the the tall geese and the taurus show up right and they're fighting these first and 
the Togis is taking them out handily, as is the Taurus still. Even though these are, like, super strong. And the Taurus is really interesting, because, like, the Taurus is, like, old at this point, but it's fine. Yeah. And it does have the mobility going for it, so that's cool. Uh, then you've got the Gundams appearing. And basically what you get in the movie is a long, like, cut of the Gundams in beautiful animation just destroying these and slowly getting damaged over time. And they basically wear away at the four Gundams, the Tall Geese, and, uh, or three Gundams, the Tall Geese, and, uh, the Taurus over time just from sheer, like, attrition. attrition. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I mean, if you think about the weapons that the, the Serpent has, it's like, its main weapon is the double Gatling gun. And the double Gatling gun is also going to be the weapon that Leo pilots are the most used to. And that's a mm-hmm. weapon for fighting like other mass production suits or non mobile suits. It's not for fighting Gundams. That's not going to deal well with Gundarium or Gundanium. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, then you've got the bazooka. It's got the classic bazooka problem. A good pilot will get out of the way. Yeah. And finally you have the beam cannon. And I think, uh, same, that one is probably, applies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's, you know, it's, it's faster. It's a beam, but it's just like Leo pilots don't know how to use that fucking thing. So I think it's like, it's honestly, the real answer is just that, you know, they're booked to lose, but like, I don't in a way feel... that kind of permeates wing a lot. I just like, yeah. God, imagine if Trey's got in one of these instead of that Leo that he actually was able to fight Wu Fei in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it is a, bit of a bummer that sometimes some of the uh, some of the cool machines in wing just are you know they're here to job and so it gives us a it gives us a inaccurate like image of it, what they're like because yeah. i do think this thing's pretty fucking strong yeah and cool and like wufei doesn't really get to fight them because he's working with the marimeo army up until like basically the end of the film where he meets up with dorothy and is just standing there in the gundam and is like yeah i'm here too um and then of course my the funniest thing of all which is throughout this whole movie where they're like, we, we can't kill any of the pilots. We have to show that we, we can't don't have to kill the pilots. Then the Wing Zero appears and starts firing <laughs> at the base. And I, I'm sorry, those pilots are fucking dead because it is firing oh, yeah. down. And we see a bunch of these like firing at the Wing Zero, which is already fucked up from sinking to the bottom of the ocean after a duel with Wufei. And it does fuck it up pretty bad, like, it getting shot by these. But also, they are in the path of the fucking, uh, like, the, um, the, the, the twin buster rifle. And they are dead, and it is funny, because it goes completely unremarked on that those particular soldiers don't matter in the way that, well, like, this movie's trying to argue about, oh, no, we can't kill anyone. That's why we have to, that's the reason why the Gundams even start losing from attrition, right, is they can't go all out. They have to not... But that's, I think it works perfectly because I totally buy, like, one, they, Hero wasn't here. They didn't convey this, we can't kill anyone plan to Hero. And also, the only way they got away with it is because fucking Hero wasn't there. Because it's fucking Catra being like, no, let's do the hippy dippy thing. And everyone else is like, yeah, we like Catra, I guess we'll go along with this. And if Hero was here, he would be like, shut the fuck up, that's stupid, we need to win. (laughs) Well, sure, that we can... Duo uh, w- w- has this ridiculous line. Uh, they all have ridiculous lines, actually, in the English dub during this whole thing. They're very, like, proud of themselves for not killing them in a funny way. Um, mm-hmm. Now, the double Gatling gun is interesting because it is a solid Gatling. Um, Which, the reason that's interesting 
is the heavy arms <laughs> the heavy arms is weird because it is generally shown with a beam gatling and then like the heavy arms kai is a double beam gatling but also the endless waltz version just i guess it it, it goes either way well but also i mean this is just a thing that's always been a mess i mean like if it was a beam Gatling, why does it clearly run out of not power but ammo in like it the clicks. show? Yeah, in the show it yeah. makes the click noises, even though it's clearly like also doing beams and cutting through. Yeah, I don't know, because making because the barrel spinning and making click noises is a cool effect, is why. But no, I understand what you mean. It's wing, wing is weird because wing has Hajime Katoki and like. Okawara working on it, and then the Endless Waltz is, like, all Katoki. And on one hand, it is very, like, the machines are focused on, in terms of artwork, very heavily. But in terms of, like, what they do in the shows, they basically all just play their role, is all that really matters. And then otherwise, it does just kind of go with, what's the cooler thing to do? Obviously, yeah. still, like, in a way that feels like... Don't, I don't want to get too much into the genre thing. It still feels more real robot than super robot overall, even in Endless Waltz. But, you know, they do what they're supposed to, right? A grunt is a grunt. And even though it's this really cool souped up grunt for the movie, it is a grunt. It does what Leos do in the show or what Ares do, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I like this design a lot. I just think it's really cool. I... I Again, it does feel like it is, like, the coolest grunt you could make, right? Like, based on the the suits that are in Wing. Mm-hmm. Like, it feels like, a, it feels like a, you know, it's that thing they do often, you know, like, in anime or in video games, right? Where it's, like, sort of, like, the ideas of the, of, the, of the thing running up until now summarized in a cool new grunt. And I think it's a really well-executed version of that. I do want to also shout out, um, the, the show, the, um... Various sources are very inconsistent about this. Occasionally, it is mentioned as having a beam saber. Yeah. Um, which I, you know, I mean, the obvious answer is it's just the Epion Vulcans thing, right? Yeah. But also, there are customs, and we don't, like, there. we've had machines labeled Serpent Custom, and we don't fucking know what that means. It's just a thing that they say. Um... And so I'm just um, going to decide that some people as a custom have a beam saver. Yeah, this is a weird thing. This is the Endless Waltz problem early on, actually, where Endless Waltz was, like, a thing that they were basically, like, treating, like, were all completely new suits, kind of, because they were, like, even though, like, even though the OVA itself shows flashbacks where they're using the Endless Waltz machines, people were just like, well, what, but they look different. And they have slightly mm-hmm. different loadouts, so how could that be? It, it, it is a... Now, in the modern times, we know it is a Mega Man X to Mega Man Zero situation where Zero's design in the two games is technically... It's the same Zero design. It's just two different art teams. Or, well, in this case, two, two different, like, styles, I guess, going up against one another, where Katoki just redesigned everything and made it way more extra. Um, but, yeah, it's funny, because at the time, they called this the Serpent Custom, which is, like... A funny name given that it's like wait and this isn't just like an american thing this is on the original like box arts for the japanese release too where it says serpent mm-hmm. it actually says serpent custom um very weird yeah um cool machine though uh 
There's also a fan build here, and it's a fan build. This is clearly non-canon. But there's a fan build of one that has a beam saber and a Leo shield, but, like, in serpent colors. And I think that looks cool. Let me see. Uh, is that on the wiki, or...? Yeah, it's at the it's at the bottom of the gallery. It's one of the last pictures, the second-to-last picture. Oh, I see it. Yeah. Um... Oh, interesting. Yeah, this is apparently in uh, model graphics. This is a fancy custom build they made. It's actually a very funny custom build because, oh, oh, it actually uses some parts from a certain future Gundam machine. This is actually a way more modern custom than you would think because uh, here, not uh, Six, take a look at the bottom middle. Uh, look what it's using some parts of. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the... I believe it's using parts from the 1144th one, actually, too, which is very funny. Uh, that's hmm. interesting. Just a certain future Gundam design that was being used for this custom mm-hmm. uh, to detail it up and probably give it a bit more mobility than the original 1100th model. Yeah. If, if Without spoiling for anyone, if you're wondering what machine it could be, think about big, bulky boys from the future who are protagonists, and you'll yeah. probably guess it. Yeah. One that has perhaps a similar shape to this. Mm-hmm. but yeah i just think that's really funny actually i kind of like that um man now i want to see like a, a a build variant of that machine as a serpent that's pretty good yeah it's really funny because all they really borrowed from that was the hands and the feet looking at it too they didn't borrow <laughs> much else they're just like yeah we use this parts from that kit um anyway yeah uh the serpent though cool machine uh technically uh it is one of those ones <clears throat> where also serpent can uh, be derived from serpentarius or Ophiuchus, uh, which is a reference to Ophiuchus or Ophiuchus, uh, which is the 13th zodiac sign, which, if I remember right, that is in the Final Fantasy IX uh, puzzle with the cards that you uh, where you gather all of them, and there's actually a 13th one. Um, hold on don't care <laughs> what why because uh, final fantasy 9 was boring as sin ah fuck off eat my ass fuck off it was i i, I hate all of you it like there Look, are things this is i like one... about that game but like god ah. it turns into such just a dungeon grind for a while it does but it's what i like in a jrpg i don't know i know the loading is slow everyone has given me every excuse as to why it's worse than seven and eight and why it's the worst game ever or whatever but you can all fucking go to hell (laughs) i just i am defensive of it because it is a final fantasy game that i really liked and it's the one that ah Actually, FF8 is the big forgotten gen on the PS1, and I like them all. That's my problem, is I like 7, 8, and 9, so inevitably when I talk to someone, they're going to hate either 8 or 9, or be one of the few people that says 7, which is the least common, and then uh, I'm going to just be mad about whatever one someone said they disliked, because I like all of them, <laughs> is my problem. Maybe if 9 wasn't boring. Eh, fuck off whatever anyway um this is how i feel about everyone liking 10 i'm not a big 10 fan okay cool we we can both get yelled at together about this then because <laughs> i like I, 10 too I 10 is fantastic i wish but... i liked 10 more just given how often people tell me actually 10 is super really good I, I think maybe it's just because i was oversold on it i try not to let that happen to me 
But I, it, it, this is like the Dark Souls 1 problem where I played Dark Souls 1 after playing Demon Souls, Dark Souls 2, and Dark Souls 3. And my brain was just like, oh, everyone says 1 is the most evocative and cool. And I'm just like, uh, actually, the second half of this game is unfinished and I hate all of the stage design. Why does no one ever tell me about Lost Isolith when they're talking about Dark Souls 1? But, you know, I know why. It's because it sucks. Anyway. <laughs> well, for me, it's because I beat Ornstein and Smoke and I was like, all right. I'm satisfied, and I stopped playing the game. <laughs> Fair enough. It like, felt like I, fun, I liked like the DLC yeah. quite a bit. That was the thing. I, I bet it was good. Yeah, I mean, you know what? I, I, I can't even dunk on that stuff. I didn't get that far. What I will say for 10, for me, is that, like, it wasn't hyped up for me. I just played it, and I was like, I mean, this is all right. But, like... The thing that really gets me is the way people hype up the combat. They're like, no, check it out. You do this move, and then they move back in the turn order. I'm like, okay, that's nice. I'm just it's like, no, it's it's like, I'm, it's amazing. My I'm brain like, is just, I, I, it's an interesting thing, because I'm just kind of either, for JRPGs, I'm either used to ATB, or I like, and the, and the other thing to get yelled at about, I like tactics game combat. I like when it's my turn and I do all my things and then it's the enemy turn and then they do all their things. Hmm. <laughs> I like tactics games. I'm sorry. I like this guy. I mean, I like some tactics games too. I like this guy not as a tactics game, but as a numbies go up game. That is a fun. Yeah, game for it's kind of it's it's practically a clicker. Um, <laughs> it's very fun though. Anyway, clearly we are done with the serpent here. We are instead I wish arguing. We I wish there were variants. Yeah, there's no variants about. or anything. It's literally just its own machine. And again, it gets a cool showing in the movie in terms of like the animation because that movie is fucking gorgeous. Well, mm -hmm. okay, OVA and movie. I know it's a three-episode OVA, and then... The, the thing is, I refer to it as a movie because the movie literally cuts all three parts of the OVA, changes one song, and it's just like... It's not a compilation movie in the same way because it is... A compilation movie is generally something I think of as cutting out a bunch of stuff. Nothing is cut. It's also... Also, I just don't see a reason to watch the OVA when the movie exists. Yeah, no, this is one of those examples where I will say that is, like, the case... Other than, I guess if you like White Reflection more than Last Impression, you can watch the OVA, but... <laughs> which, I'm thinking about it. Uh, they're both good songs, is yeah. the problem. Yeah. Two Mix is just out. good. Wing has a good fucking soundtrack. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it doesn't have any variants, no, nothing in build even or anything, which is kind of sad. Uh, you don't get, like, nothing really at all. Nothing. Nothing, which is sad. You would you would think that this would be a machine that they would iterate on in Frozen Teardrop, but no, they fucking didn't. Or I mean, maybe they did. It's not impossible uh, because there's so much we don't we fucking don't know about. I guess Frozen yeah, Teardrop. Frozen Teardrop has the problem. Goddamn work. Of, there's no and, like, art. <laughs> I understand no one is obligated to do this work, but it is a little frustrating as a as a hole in my knowledge. I find it frustrating that that I don't know more about Frozen well, Teardrop. I just want to. Let's see. I'm looking at the list of Frozen Teardrop things, and I don't think anything is, because the, the two suits that are mentioned here that have, like, upgrades in it are the Leo 2 Chimera, the Leo 4 Grief, and the Tragos 2. They made a Tragos 2, though, and I want to see that. Apparently, it's a model of the Tragos just suited for lunar surface battles, so I don't know if it's actually an upgrade, but... But, I mean, like, okay, so the serpent, you know what part of a, you know what the serpent, a snake is part of? Mm. A lot of wyvern designs. 
You could say that you could the wyvern, whatever the fuck that is, could be a serpent upgrade. Yeah, I guess that's fair. I mean, we and also there could be a bunch of suits that just aren't fucking listed here because we just don't fucking know. Yeah. Yeah. There was someone doing the work of translating this thing, too, and uh, then they uh, destroyed it uh, because they were like, fuck, I hate this. Uh, it was, uh, I believe it was Zeonic was doing it and was just like, actually, this book sucks and I'm done. Uh, now, what the fuck is this? I'm sorry. I know that we're technically going beyond the bounds. I just saw this, though, in the images. What is that? Is that the know. is that a Leo 4? I have no idea. The one in the back, these all have chess themes. That one's a heart. The other one's a spade, and that one's a club on the left. What is happening there? And wait, chess themes? No, sorry, playing card themes like card suits, brain. Um, what the hell? Anyway, I know not the frozen teardrop episode. I've just Could never be... looked. I, I'm just hmm. never have seen that picture before. So I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I don't know. Yep. I I'm always I'm always thinking about Frozen Teardrop. Incredible time skip, Catherine. Thinking about how there's another Catherine introduced. Anyway, all right. <laughs> uh, six. Where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at six Detmar S A X D E T T M A R, uh, and you can find my work at scanlinemedia.com or Patreon.com/slash/scanlinemedia. Dylan, what about you? Uh, you can find me online at lowpolyrobot on twitter.com. Also, want to say at the end, because my brain is now like in guilt mode. I, I, when I vehemently defend FF9 in that way earlier, that was mostly being trying to be tongue in cheek and playing it up. And now I feel bad. So now I'm like, okay, I don't want anyone in the audience to think I am mad at them because I have tried being better about it and I'm not actually mad about it. But also playing up the reaction is fun. But also now I'm like, oh no, I feel guilty because this is why I can't do bits like that. Because then I just feel guilty and I'm like, oh no, are people going to be mad at me? You shouldn't feel guilty about that. You should feel guilty for liking a shitty game. Okay, okay now I am going to See, I'm really bad. good at this. Yeah, I'm good at this. Yeah, you're good at this. this is, <laughs> here's the thing. Sometimes we are in a chat and people are like, oh dang, sometimes you burn six and it feels mean. And I'm like, the thing is, I... I feel bad afterwards. Six can just burn me easily, and I'm like, eh. eh. Um. God, I am just sorry. I'm looking through these frozen teardrop things. You can find me online at Low Poly Robot, though, and I have not really done much because I'm I've still been in an Elden Ring hole, so I haven't been posting too much. I posted a bunch of my cool new fancy expensive toy, which, depending on what the spoilers are, we could maybe talk about. Eh feature gundam side thing so it doesn't really matter but yeah at some point it's really cool anyway uh yep all right and six what's our sign off for fucking endless waltz what's the line i mean wufei's really worked up about people you know like fighting and dying for causes but i think duo's the one who understands the real problem here mm -hmm. even on christmas someone gets stuck working peace <laughs>